Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Well, hey, Zippers. It's December 27th, 2023. Do you know where year 2023 went? I don't know about you, but I feel like this year flew by in good ways as well as, you know, tough ways too, right? When you go through things, it um, doesn't, it feels like an eternity until you're on the other side of them or until you've gotten used to a new normal. Um, That's what change does to us. It can be very difficult. And I know I haven't podcasted in a little while, but I've been focused on my leaderships. And if you haven't tuned into them, I hope you do. Uh, 31 days of leaderships and I used a 25-day advent calendar, a tea advent calendar, opened a different one every day and shared just a quick sip. Tried to keep them under a couple of minutes, but you know me, I like to talk, which is why this format's probably better for me. Um, But you can catch those on any platform, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Carlin H or leaderships. And shameless plug, you love it. And also, right now, I'm in the midst of 12 days of Christmas uh, coffees and opening of a coffee every day and helping everybody prepare for a new year. I, li- I, I read an article recently on LinkedIn where somebody was talking about a John Mayer song, Waiting for the World to Change. And I didn't know the song. I- I'll be honest, I'm not like the biggest John Mayer fan. I'm sure he wrote some good songs. Some of you might be good for you. Um, This is not a debate on him. But I did look up the lyrics to that song. And I thought, Oh, my gosh, what a terrible song. And people, I guess in the LinkedIn um, newsletter that someone wrote is that they feel like this is what people are doing right now. They're waiting for the world to get better in order to do something in order to keep moving forward. They're like, they've hit the pause button. And this is something I think that started during during the COVID years, and everyone's just sitting back and waiting for the world to change. And oh my gosh, this made me so sad. I'm like, I have to turn the microphone and talk about this because this to me is literally the antithesis of what we should be doing as a culture. First of all, the world's always going to change and keep changing and change constantly. Change is the only constant. And second of all, waiting for your environment, your world, Uh, society, culture, politics, religion, whatever, to change in order for you to do something is is just not a way to live. And we should be purposeful and intentional and actionable. And the whole point of life is to keep moving forward. You only get one life. There is no dress rehearsal. There is no do-over. And if, if your year is anything like mine, oh my gosh, a year's come and gone and now we're starting a new one in just a few days, but you're going to wait for the circumstances to be so good that then, oh, then I'll get started. Someday is not a strategy, everybody. And I know that I have my own list of things I want to accomplish and I probably could be a lot more productive day in and day out. And that's okay to take time to handle life and to deal with the hand that's dealt to you at times, right? I mean, just in the last few months, I've lost three very 
special and dear people in my life and um, unexpectedly, two very unexpected or somewhat unexpected. One definitely. Sorry, that sounds weird. Um, but so you, you can't plan for that. You can't plan when life deals those, those hardships to you. And I know people around the world are experiencing hardships in so many different ways, right? One day you think you're fine. The next day you get a a terminal diagnosis. One day you think you're fine. You know, somebody you love dies in a car crash. I mean, we're not promised tomorrow, let alone a few hours from now. And I think that is such an important thing to remember. And if anything can we can learn from from the deaths of people in our lives and in our, our lives and our loved ones especially sudden ones and young people and all of that is that life is precious and life should be valued and every moment you have a breath on this earth should be lived with intention and what do i mean by intention i mean by we need to as humans we're all gifted we're all gifted i believe god gifted us with certain talents with certain gifts Things that I can bring to the table, if you will, like maybe somebody else can't. And we're all so unique. How crazy is it that like there's been billions of people that have lived and died and everybody is unique? It's why I believe, one of the reasons I believe that there is intelligence design and a creator and a God of the universe because how is that even possible that every soul can be that different? And so for me, it's, okay, well, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? What is my calling? And that's something that you have to dig deep in, get quiet about, journal, pray, all the things to figure that piece out. That doesn't mean sit and wait. That means, okay, this is what, this is what excites me. This is what gets my fire in the belly. This is something, and then a lot of times it's also figuring out what you really don't like or feel gifted about, or like I I know that math is so not my jam. Numbers, not my jam. I'm so happy it's other people's jams because we need those people, but it's not mine, and that's okay, right? It's okay to not be great at everything. We're not meant to be great at everything. That'd be very boring if we were. I think it's much more interesting to understand and know what our strengths are, and then how do we use those strengths to better the world around us, to live a life of purpose and meaning, and more importantly, not just for ourselves, but for others. Can you imagine? I feel like our culture has just gotten so selfish that it's all about me, 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 because, oh, this happened to me. This is happening to me. That doesn't feel good to me. It's like that is not what we're put on earth for. We're supposed to serve others and be in community with each other. In the ideal state and situation, we all have these wonderful gifts. We all bring these things into a community to serve others. And then, by the way, yes, then you also get served as a result of that. It's the ultimate pay-it-forward type of environment. But I believe that that's why everyone has different gifts. It's like even if you think about this in terms of why I think – like the you know small businesses and and open kind of free market environments amazing because somebody might be really good at, at woodworking and then somebody else might be really amazing at painting and then other people could be really awesome at like mechanics right and fix things and so you do all these services for each other and that's the whole point right someone gives you a service you pay them or you give a service in kind in return that's the way things are supposed to work and then people can yeah thrive among that and build their business among that and good for them I don't know why we don't applaud that more but everyone goes oh no that means global and corporate and big business and it's like okay well that's greed 
And that has nothing to do with us in a society trying to um, offer our services and serve, you know, serve others in return. Anyway, I digress, but it's all part of the same thing. So what are you gifted? What is your purpose? What is your intention? Because I promise you, you are here for a reason. So you got to find out that reason and you can't wait for the world to change in order to enact upon that or even take little small turtle steps, little baby steps into the direction of those dreams. No one's going to do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody should do it for you. You have to live with intention. You have to take those actions yourselves. I was watching It's a Wonderful Life, as one does. Well, I think most of us should every single year. And this real the movie I never watched with truly a very leadership lens to it. Um, I've seen that movie a bazillion times, I think, since I was a kid. Watch it every year around Christmas time. And um, it's such a great story, but it also has such a great message to it. But if you think about it, and yes, there'll be spoilers. If you haven't seen it, maybe shut this off, go watch it, come back. So George Bailey, he he was born and raised in a what he calls a crummy little town. I'm not going to do a good Jimmy Stewart. I'll leave that for my friend Jay Shannon, who does the best. And I always hear his voice when Jimmy speaks. And anyway, um, so he wants to leave this criminal town, shake the dust off the town, and, and go see the world. He's got big dreams. He wants to go travel. He has a whole trip planned. He's ready to get the heck out of there. And then his father passes away, again, unexpectedly. So he feels as the firstborn, he stays, takes over the family business very reluctantly because he never wanted to take over his dad's business. He even told his dad, this is not for me. I want to be an architect. I want to build skyscrapers and big building. I want to do other things, not stay in this crummy little town with the, you know, with the building and loan. And a lot of it is because he saw that it really didn't make his dad any richer. And he, all he did was give, give, give to other people. And while he scraped by... But he stays begrudgingly, reluctantly, and his life basically takes turns very unexpectedly. And he rolls with them, but you can tell the bitterness is starting to kind of creep in. But he does end up falling in love, getting married to someone he's known since he was young and a kid, and then has kids and has a family. And then, but the business, it eventually all festers up inside of him to a point where things go so bad and so south that he is wants to jump off a bridge and take his own life. And it wasn't until he was at the very, very end of his rope that he actually prayed to God, help, because he had no other place to turn to. He even admitted, I'm not a praying man, but I need help because I'm at the end of my rope. Because if, if for not, then he was probably going to go to jail over something that his uncle did and business partner did. Anyway, what, okay, so you're like, what does this have to do with leadership? Well, has everything to do with leadership? First of all, George Bailey is leading himself through all of these choices throughout his life, all of these decisions that he's faced with. He is making a choice whether to run from it or run towards it. And he does decide to run towards it. And he leads with integrity. He leads with his doing the right thing. However, the right thing is not compatible with what he wants, and that's where it really comes to an all-time high for him. And he explodes on his family, his poor kids and his wife. Because it's like, I never wanted any of this. This was not my plan. This was not my path. And now, look, I'm going to probably end up in jail or the business is going to shut down. And now what? And so I think that happens to us so much in life, right? It's like we take an, our life takes us on unexpected paths, unexpected turns. And then 
we go, see, this is what I never wanted to begin with because we're allowing life to happen to us. But what's so interesting, I think, with George and what we see at the very end is now a guardian angel is sent down by God because he did pray and ask for help to show him what the world would be like without him in it. And this to me is is where, oh my gosh, the epitome of leadership lessons are taking place. So for example, he is shown like his little brother died at age nine because he fell through the ice when they were all sledding, you know, as kids, because George wasn't there to save his life. So because he wasn't there to save his young brother's life, then his brother wasn't there to become a commander in the in the Air Force and, and um, shoot down enemy uh, planes that saved hundreds of other soldiers on a transport. And because he wasn't there to interfere with um, the druggist that he worked for a drugstore when he was a kid who got some distraught news that his son had passed away and wasn't paying attention and put something very poisonous into a pill that would have then poisoned a kid and killed them and he would have spent 20 years in prison and become obviously the town pariah because of what he did. George was there to save that and to interfere with that but because he wasn't there that drug is went to jail and went to prison and that and that kid died. So those those are just two examples of where his good deeds what he just thought were maybe good deeds at the time in the moment actually had such a major ripple effect. And I think that that's as leaders we get so focused on what, you know, is wrong and what's the problems of the world and what's the environment and the big, you know, things all around us that sometimes we forget that leadership is in the little details and in the small actions that create these amazing ripple effects. See, all George was doing was his brother fell through the ice. Of course, he's going to jump in to save him, right? And the drug is putting poison into a pill. Of course, George is like, well, I'm not going to give this to someone, even though it cost him the druggist getting really mad at him for a moment and, and everything too. It's like it was a risk to speak up. It was a risk for a little boy to basically tell this adult, you put the wrong stuff in a pill. Um, it was a risk for him to jump through that ice because he lost hearing then in one of his ears. So although life takes us through these really unexpected places and terms, I think as we go through those changes and as things do come to our paths, it's up to us to make the right choices in those moments. And it's up to us to consistently do those leadership things, which is being in service of others. If he could have just gotten out of his own way sooner and not had to ask for an angel to come and show him all of this, he would have realized that his life mattered because he was making it matter. He was intentionally making it matter through all the steps of his life. And in the very end, what I love about it is that I think he realizes yeah, I do have a pretty darn good life. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but he is blessed with people around him. He's blessed with a family. He's blessed with a town and a community that he helped to create. He just forgot along the way that, you know, let the, let go of that bitterness of, but my dreams have not been realized. Well, who's to say his dreams can't still be realized? It just took a different path and he rolled with it and still made those right decisions along the way. I just think what a beautiful way to show that, you know what, life is unexpected. The world is going to keep changing. Things are going to keep getting thrown at us that we did not anticipate 
and plan for. But instead of getting bitter, we let's get better, right? All right, so let's dive into some sips. First sip, never miss an opportunity to do a good deed for others. And I know good deed sounds very Boy Scouty or Girl Scouty, but it's meant to, to say, like, think about those, those small moments that you think are, well, that's no big deal to leave somebody a note or to tell somebody thank you or to show a little appreciation or, hey, maybe even buy, buy for the person behind you in Starbucks line. You just never know when your small act of kindness is going to make such an amazing ripple effect on people. All right, second sip. We often miss the good things in our life because we're so focused on the bad. And I guarantee if you're alive, bad things are going to happen. Unexpected pain is going to happen. Things that are way beyond our control, wars and, you know, just awful people and just things that go on, you know, don't flip on the news. It'll, it'll depress you. It's like I guarantee there's so much out of our control but then we miss the good things if we keep focusing on the bad. It's not just a symptom of 2023 or post-COVID. Unfortunately, humanity, there's always been evil in this world. There's always been people who do dark things and who do bad things through thousands and thousands of years of history that we know of. But if we focus on them and we focus on their actions and how you know, you allow the social media or allow news kind of to sensationalize just the bad things, we can turn that off and we can shut that down. I'm not saying live in a, you know, plug your ears and la la la, I can't hear you, you know, in this like oblivious world. I'm not saying that, but there's reality. But then there's also, well, what am I going to focus on? What do I have in my control? I have in my control to focus on that there's still beauty in the world. There's still beautiful roses um, on my neighbor's lawn, because not mine, um, that I can walk by and, and smell. I have food on the table. I have a roof over my head. Like sometimes it's even just being grateful for the very simple things in life, especially when life feels so out of control. I'm just thankful in the morning. I, I wake up and I still have breath in my lungs, which means I have purpose in this life. So don't miss on the good things and create good things rather than always being focused on the bad. All right, last sip. Don't wait until the end of your rope to pray and ask God for help. You know, at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, you see uh, George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart's character, just literally at the end of his rope to the point where he's on a bridge and he's contemplating jumping. And then he cries out to God just to help. Don't wait till you get to that point to pray, to ask God for help, to ask others for help, to seek help, to seek resources, to anything and everything. I mean, I know I've been very open about my father committed suicide when I was in high school. No, no, no reason. He shot his wife, then he shot himself. That's all we know. And let me just tell you, life is beautiful. Life is precious. Life is valued because everyone serves a purpose. And that, that in itself, his action and his choice created a ripple effect that affected all of his kids and people who loved him for the rest of our lives now. Don't wait till you get to that point where things are so bad. Reach out early and often. And leaders... You've got to take care of yourself. Put your own oxygen mask on first. You need help too. It's okay. You can't always 
Like you cannot be there. You can't help other people with their oxygen mask if you don't put your own on first. But again, don't wait until you're at the end of your rope. Don't wait till, wow, jumping in that cold water off that bridge looks better than my life. They, because you know that there are signs or symptoms or things along the way. But the more you let things fester, the worse it's going to become. The more your emotions are going to take over and they're going to convince you that this is the right thing and everyone will be better off without me. Or, And I know that's a drastic example, but it could even just be as simple as, you know, you decide to leave your, leave a relationship or you decide to leave your kids or you decide to do something else that's drastic because you're reacting emotionally and not with forethought and not with care and and healthy thinking and mindset. And you can't lead yourself, let alone lead others, if you are not in that kind of a healthy mindset and you to have that realization of life is a gift and it and I do have purpose and I'm going to be intentional about it. And I'm not gonna sit back like John Mayer's song and just wait for the world to change before I do anything. That is where it, that is where life happens. That's where things happen. That's where people are changed. That's where the world gets changed. And it's just one small act at a time. I hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And has a wonderful new year. If I don't talk to you before then, I hope you, you see 2024 as a fresh slate, a blank page of a new book. New Year's is my favorite holiday because of that. It's like the start of fresh, and it gives everybody that equal opportunity to design and create the life that they want, just one little step at a time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sipping. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.